1: Now
3: First, let me warn you of a couple of things. Number one, I apologize for what I'm about to say because invariably it will destroy and cause to be collapsed everything that you've ever thought about conventional politics. And it will absolutely refute and completely abnegate all theories uh, heretofore advanced, number one. Number two, of course, without saying... I would appreciate it immensely if you would like this video, subscribe to my channel, and also, more importantly, to be notified of new videos as they come along. This platform is under attack for the reasons you're about to see. Whenever something happens, no matter what it is, death of the family, a success, a win, a probability of winning the lottery, you name it, Whenever something happens, the first thing that people do, and humans do, is to try to attribute some type of causation to it. The reason why. It is because of this. And right now, the number one reason that is the most popular is blaming Trump. Exclusively. Let me rephrase that. There is a a cottage industry, there is a group of people whose business is to explain why things happen. They're on cable news platforms, they're on social media platforms, they're on streaming platforms, they're on Twitter. They're in every, every, every area, every crevice, every, every interstitial point of opinionating that exists. And they must come up with a reason and the first thing they do is they look around and they're saying, what's trending today? What's working? What's getting the most bang for the buck? What can I say that is met with the most um, claim and approval and acceptance? And without a doubt, across the board, Democratic, Republican, Independent, is to blame Trump. And there's, And, and, and it's not... Completely a specious argument. There's a lot to blame him for, but not exclusive, as I will explain. But it's number one, it is the most important. It's Trump the boor. It's Trump who is lamenting and sticking to this 2020 denial business. January 6th, it's over for him. He's caustic, boorish, churlish. His time has come. He was a fluke. 2016 was, you know, six years ago. It's going to be eight years ago in 2024. It's over. Ron DeSantis is the future of the Republican Party. He's young. He's vibrant. He knows how to go across uh, various uh, socioeconomic... uh, demos, and pull everybody in. He is a uniter, not a divider. Blah, 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 blah. You've got individuals within the conservative force, within the conservative intelligentsia, and connuixenti, uh, and the opinionistas, from Ann Coulter to John Podoretz, who are always breaking apart and away from Trump. And the reason why it's very simple in the cottage industry, I keep saying cottage industry. In the industry of of conservative opinionating, it's always great when at all possible to find someone who doesn't set the tone or who doesn't necessarily follow the lead. Years ago, in the world of African American uh, conservatism, we had Armstrong Williams, Ken Hamblin, and others before J.C. Watts. Um, along with the predecessors Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams, and that was a mm, interesting. And in the world of talk radio, terrestrial talk radio during the days of Rush Limbaugh, when it mattered, when it was far more important than now, because now there's just so much opinion. It's almost like a it's like a mob versus a a focused laser like um, uh, kind of a pattern of ideas. It mattered then, but they were kind of unique. It was like, wow, this is interesting. This is something atypical, an African-American, a black conservative, wow. So that kind of happened. You also see it sometimes in people who are trying, from the opposite angle, from people who are trying to kind of jumpstart the career. Bill Maher, Bill Maher is at the end of a trajectory. It was it did him well, but it's like okay, now what? And by the way, kudos to him to try to kickstart, to, to find something new, to to say what can I do? A lot of people in entertainment, uh, media, and platforms don't break away. They're still calling Howard Stern a shock jock. There hasn't been a shock jock since the eighties, there's nothing shocking anymore. You know what's shocking? The truth, but I'll talk about that later. So today you have this meeting, this kind of this uh you know, Trump and and Kim Jong-il you know, meeting at the DMZ. You've got left and right saying, hey you're right. It's Trump, right? We 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 hate Trump. And it's working today. It's working. They're blaming Trump for everything. Now, I haven't even assessed whether this is true or not. I haven't even gone there yet. I'm just pointing out what's being said. They're blaming Trump for everything. Even Melania. Well, Melania was the one who liked Dr. Oz. Melania got him to like Oz. Oz was a loser. It's Melania's fault. Oh, so it's a derivative. So it's Trump and it's Melania. Nobody wants all of these losers. He's crazy. Now, I would be less than honest, less than accurate if I said, there's nothing to be said for this or there's nothing to this. I have been, if you want to hear
1: Now.
2: Order now.
1: Fighterflare.com.
3: An appraisal of my problems with Trump, the politician. Trump. Trump the politician. Trump the the theoretician. Trump the political strategist. Let me know. I I will be more than happy to help you with this. I'll be more than happy. But I want to go back to what I said initially. Since the beginning of time, human beings love cause and effect. We love it so much so that whenever something good happens, you meet the love of your life, you get married, you even work back, kind of retrospectively. Do you think this was meant to be? Do you think this was fate? We're, we're dissatisfied with even... Just the enjoyment. No, no. We still have to go do a cause and effect for this. Do you think this was meant to be when something tragic happens—the death of someone, the death of a of a loved one—and and we we've been doing this since the beginning of time because death is is the most difficult. If anything, you're only to figure because it it just confounds. You know, where did he go? He's here, but where is the soul? Where is the spirit? We come up with. All kinds of things. And we do two things. Humans engage in rationalization and intellectualization. Rationalizing is when we're, it explains what we're doing. Well, look, I'm, I'm taking this money, I'm stealing this money from the bank, but by the way, they're not going to miss it. And number two, when they steal from the poor, nobody tells them what to do, so it really doesn't matter. kind of comes out in a wash. That's rationalizing. Intellectualizing is when something happens in reverse. Like, well, you broke up with um, Sally. You know what? Probably better. Better to break up now than get married and find out something happening. That's intellectualizing. We're always trying to make things make sense. Because the thing that we hate more than anything is randomness. We must have as humans a locus of control. A center, a point, an origin of control, of source. Nothing is random. Nothing is happenstance. Everything is for a reason. The reason why uh, the uh, red wave or tsunami um, turned out to be bathtub flatus was because of because of Trump, because of a hackneyed message, because of the fact that Dr. Oz, he didn't go to his core. He put him on Herschel Walker. And, and, that, and he... Right? Now, let me throw in another, another part of this. Take everything I just said, put it over here. It's valid, but let me give you another one. <clears throat> this explains the trajectory of opinion. Right now is before people begin to write their piece, tweet their comments, produce their shows, they have to think, what can I say that can add something where it will get clicks, likes, metrics, etc.? And by the way, this is just in general. What can I say? Well, first of all, I'm a Republican. Not me. I'm not a Republican. I'm, I'm an independent. Always have been. But, well, <laughs> since I was an adult... I have to think of something new. What can I say? Well, who's going to, in the old days, who's going to pick up my column? Well, how about if I'm, let's say, uh, I don't know, a, a firebrand, uh, vituperative conservative commentator who normally normally would love Trump, but, but provides the most scathing anti-Trump ideology that can be used by the left, to kind of a see... That's interesting. Wow. Here's something unique. I would have never known he or she would have said that. That's interesting. Wow. Sometimes you'll see, wow, here's an African American against affirmative action or in support of, oh, oh here's, here's a Catholic priest in favor of abortion. I'm, I'm just saying. Anytime you have that opposite, oh, here's a, here's a soldier No, here's a policeman, let's say, who is for defunding the police, if you can find that. Anytime you have that, anytime you have somebody who gives you a different angle, a different take, that's for... The ultimate, by the way, Jews for Jesus. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Say no more. So, is Trump responsible? Yes. Are there other factors involved? Yes. Is it impossible to really pinpoint the causation of this? Yes. I have a friend of mine who's an oncologist. And if you ask him, is cancer caused by environment, lifestyle, or genetic predisposition? He says, yes. And the reason why is an admixture of things. I'm going to talk more about this. But I have spent my entire life telling you that cause and effect, correlation versus cause, is a fool's errand. It's too complicated. There's too much that is going on in this. There is an epigenetic effect of this. There is the the Heisenberg just observing it, you know, causes change. We'll discuss more of this. But again, I, I implore you, if you like what I say, if you want to think about something, and I want you more importantly, this is, this is my, my goal for you to say, oh, follow me. Follow me, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. And whatever you do, comment as you see fit.